Hey guys, it's Tim and this is Pro Wrestling Unlimited as it's Friday, November 18th, 2022. And we're here to talk about Friday Night Smackdown. Apologize by that. I was muted in three different ways. Three different ways. My mic was muted. Then my actual streaming software was muted. Then my mixer itself was muted. And I had to go, oh, wait, nope. It's this one. Nope. It's this one. Nope. It's this one. We're good though. We're gone. We're kicking butt. It's Friday. We had SmackDown tonight that I thoroughly enjoyed. I really liked tonight's Friday Night SmackDown. I thought it was a really good show. It did a lot to build up for different things, not just Survivor Series, but we got, you know, the World Cup we're building towards. We've got Survivor Series, of course, we're building towards. And so I like how they have different through lines, I guess you can call it, on Friday Night SmackDown right now. Different things that they're building towards, different things that they're getting us associated with, I guess you can call it. But as far as the show does go, again, like I said, I thought it was a pretty good episode of SmackDown. But with that, I want to say thank you if you are watching live, twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. I also want to say thank you if you're watching or listening later, whether that's youtube.com, excuse me, forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited, or podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher. Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. If you are watching live on Twitch, then you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can either help us out by hitting that donate button down below or by donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime because remember, if you have Amazon Prime, then you have Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games, free stuff for games, and they always give you one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month, and I'd greatly appreciate it if you did right here, Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Remember, it doesn't even just have to be your Amazon Prime account. It could be anybody's Amazon Prime account, whether it's your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, your grandma, your grandpa, your aunt, your uncle, anybody, anybody, anybody's Amazon Prime. You take it, you link it, you're good to go. Also remember that if you're watching on YouTube, you can help us out by hitting the join button and becoming a channel member. As a channel member, you get early access to news, early access podcast episodes, early access to non-news videos, and so much more. Also, finally, head over to the Epic Game Store. Trying to get that new Marvel Spider-Man. Trying to get, that just came out today on PC, Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales. Two awesome games, probably two of my Favorite games of all time. Like my top five favorite games of all time. Spider-Man. Uncharted 4. Spider-Man Miles Morales. God of War 2018. And I'm not really sure on my fifth now that you think about it. But those are my top four favorite games for sure. Like there's other games that fall in there. I really like the latest Ratchet and Clank. Rift Apart. You know... Uh, Uncharted 3 I really love as well. I haven't finished Ragnarok, so I haven't really ranked that. Maybe Ragnarok would top into my top five. No. I mm, Number five. I know it now. So it's Marvel Spider-Man, Uncharted 4, Miles Morales. These are all newer games, too, that I love. Miles Morales, God of War 2018, Last of Us Part 2. Those are my top five favorite games. And so two of those, actually, technically... Three of those you can all get on the Epic Game Store. Both 
Spider-Man and Spider-Man's Miles Morales. You can also get Uncharted 4. You get the Lost Legacy collection. You get Uncharted 4, and you get Uncharted the Lost Legacy. And if you do so, again, use our code PWUNLIMITED at checkout for all Epic Games and Epic Games Store purchases. Or if you're collecting the free games, you're getting bucks for Rocket League, Fortnite, Fall Guys, or Rumbleverse. Use our code, put in P-W-U-N-L-I-M-I-T-E-D at checkout, and you'll be supporting us and not having to spend anything extra to support us. Our SmackDown does go, though. SmackDown was a pretty good show, as I stated, and it kicked off the Brawling Brutes and Drew McIntyre. Brawling Brutes came out. Michael Cole announced that at Survivor Series, we'll be getting a War Games match where... It is the bloodline, and he just, they said, against the Brutes. Sheamus even said, he's like, we're the Brutes. Drew is an honorary Brute. And so it will be Roman Reigns, Jimmy and Jey Uso, Solo Sokoa and Sami Zayn against the team of Sheamus, Butch, Ridge Holland, Drew McIntyre, and another opponent that was named at the end of the show. So Sheamus jokes at the beginning of this segment about the mic not working. He's like, hey. This thing working this time? He said, despite their rivalry, he and McIntyre will be teaming up at War Games. He goes, our 24-year rivalry has actually created a bond of mutual respect. Hence, why three weeks ago when I got married, this man, Drew McIntyre, was my best man. Fans then broke out into an Usi chant. And Seamus asked McIntyre, hey, you want to be an honorary broody? And I go, hmm, seemed a little too forced. It didn't work. Broody didn't work for me like Usi did. It just, it just didn't hit the same way. Uh, McIntyre then agreed, and they shook hands. But I'm like, is he just asking him now to be on their team? Michael Cole told us 45 seconds to two minutes earlier, or whatever it was, that he was on the team already. So that kind of didn't make sense. Um, McIntyre said that he knows what it's like to deal with the bloodline and the fans broke out into a broody chant. And I think it was even Drew goes, wait, are they chanting broody? Are they actually chanting broody? He's sitting there like, like I was thinking this shit actually worked. They actually are getting it over. He switched their attention saying that they need a fifth partner. They have a fifth partner. They have somebody. And Seamus was about to make the announcement when we hear. My dogs, hey. And I just can't not laugh every time Sammy does the my dogs line. Hey, my dogs. And I'm just like, oh, here comes Sammy. The greatest thing in professional wrestling today, Sammy Zayn. Fans break out and do an Usi chant. And basically because Sammy was like, you know how I'm feeling right now. And they're like, Usi, Usi, Usi. And Zayn noted that they don't care about the fifth partner. It could be anybody. There's nobody better than them. He calls himself Usi and a and he says uh, he calls himself Usi in the sky with diamonds. Zayn then guaranteed that his team will be victorious in war games and that he'll be victorious tonight in the World Cup against Butch. Uh, Sheamus thinks that Zayn will will actually care. Who the partner is. He's like, this is somebody you're not expecting. Even though we all expected who it was going to be. It was no big shocker. Uh, I think Sammy then said, hey, 
we can do this right now if you want to, and that didn't happen. It ended up being the main event, but we did get another World Cup match right then, right there. It ended up being Ricochet against Mustafa Ali in an 11-minute match. As far as the match does go, there was a little video beforehand of the trainer checking on Ali, and Ricochet's basically just like, you know, you don't have to do this. Think about your family. You don't want to hurt yourself that bad. You don't this and that. And, da, 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 da. and he's like, no, I'm good to go. Ricochet's like, okay. And Ali came out all taped up. Ricochet on Ali traded some quick pin attempts early on. And Wade Barrett explained that Ricochet doesn't want to hurt Ali. And that's why he's trying to win so quickly. Um... Where was I? Ali took the advantage at one point uh, after Ricochet's sympathy got the better of him, and he hit him with a forearm to the back of the head. Ricochet and Ali fought on the top turnbuckle until Ali hit a top rope backstabber. During a commercial break, Ricochet hit a superplex. Ali recovered and hit a plancha to the floor. Ricochet then rolled through and hit a Michinoku driver. Ali caught Ricochet in a submission at one point after Ricochet missed a Phoenix splash. Ricochet fired up and hit a dragon suplex. There's a vicious clothesline there, a standing moonsault, and all got just a near fall. Ricochet was worried about hurting Ali and told the referee, check on him, check on him. I, I, th I think we're done. I think it's over. Uh, after a whip in the corner, Ricochet ran up the turnbuckle into a backflip, landing on his feet. Ricochet landed, and Ali hit a second rope tornado DDT. Ricochet then took advantage of Ali missing a 450 splash. He hit a shooting star press and pinned Ali to pick up the victory. So Ali's been getting a lot of losses. He's coming close, but not close enough. I think this is all on purpose, storyline-wise. It's not just, well, we can have Ali go out there and get beat by a bunch of people. We need someone to put some people over, have Ali do it. I don't think that's what it is at all. I think this could be an actual storyline where Ali comes close, but not close enough. And he keeps coming close, but not close enough. And he just gets a little closer, but not close enough to where in the end, he's either going to snap on somebody and turn heel or he's just going to get some super big win that's going to lead to a very big push. It's like he's down on his luck and he's down on his luck. And all of a sudden, boom. Something big just happened for him. And it's going to lead to a big push. Whether that's like him actually winning the U.S. title or something, I don't know. But I think there's something more to Ali keeps losing, keeps coming close, but not close enough. And it's not just like I said, oh, well, we need somebody that can keep putting people over. I don't think it's that. I don't think it's just like, eh, Ali can keep losing. I think he's losing on purpose story-wise. So we learned that next week, Ricochet will go one-on-one -on -one with Braun Strowman in the second round. So in the back, Jey Uso yelled at Sami Zayn in their locker room. Jay was furious that Zayn guaranteed a victory at War Games. Zayn didn't understand Jay's problem, though. Jimmy got in between them and told Zayn to calm down. He noted that Roman Reigns is on his way here, and they need to figure out the fifth partner. Basically, some people took this weird and thought that Jimmy was saying they needed a fifth partner. Jimmy was saying that they need to figure out who their fifth partner is before the fifth partner gets involved in anything. Basically, I think they wanted to take him out before he can join the team. Jimmy told Jay, stop worrying about Sammy. After Zayn left, 
Jay asked Jimmy and Solo if they really liked Sammy, and they both actually said yes. They both said that they like Sammy. We then got the progressive match flow of the week. It was the Usos defeating the New Day last week on SmackDown to retain the titles, the tag titles, and set the record of longest reigning tag team champions. Okay, the Braxton then interviewed the New Day backstage. They were disappointed that they didn't win the belts. Imperium would then interrupt and mocked the New Day for losing last week and also basically called them jokes. He said all they want to do is complain or not. Oh, no, goof around. They don't take their, their job here as wrestlers serious. They don't take the job serious enough and it makes others look bad because it puts a, a bad light on the sport that they love to represent. New Day, they made the challenge. Hey, how about we go find a partner and it's us two and our partner against the three of you later on tonight. They all agreed and there we go. Yes, and Saturday says Xavier Woods has a mustache. Yeah, Xavier Woods grow out him a little mustache. I think he's had facial hair before. Yeah, he's always had like the beard, you know, but just the stash looked pretty. I liked it. I liked it because he's always had either the beard or the chin. But he's never just had the stash. Just the stash. It looked good. It looked good on him, actually. Moving forward, Emma finally found Mad Cat Moss. She was looking for him last week. She finally found him this week. He noted that he couldn't talk to her for three weeks due to carrying cross and the cross jacket basically messing up his throat. Emma then encouraged him, you know, you're faster than him. Use your speed to get the advantage when you take him on again tonight. And I'm like, okay, cool. So they're actually making Mad Cat and Emma a thing. Why didn't Emma come down to the ring with him? Came out later. We then had Madcap versus Karrion Cross. Match went just shy of four minutes. The Moss caught Cross early on with a jumping knee right at the bell. After a flurry of offense, Cross briefly took over. He was firmly in control, and Moss whipped Cross into the barricade. Cross recovered and slowed the pace down. Scarlet at one point interfered by slapping Moss in the face. However, Moss fired up and ran wild on Karrion Cross. Scarlet caused yet another distraction, allowing Cross to hit a knee to the face. Cross locked on the cross jacket, but Moss broke free of it. Cross then recovered, locked on the cross jacket again. And this time, Moss didn't break free. He kind of tapped, but more just passed out. This was kind of a weird finish because he's got the cross jacket on him. And Moss stands up and he, boo, crashes down. Cross has got to let go. But then... Moss is just sitting there. I don't know if maybe because of the grapevine of the legs and he couldn't get out of that. But then Scarlet's like, hey, let's go. And Cross just goes, soon. Right back into it. Like she told him, let's go. He popped up really quickly. And as he pops up, he's right into the cross jacket. Moss passes out. Afterwards, Emma runs down to check on him. And yeah. So they're a thing. They're a thing in real life, and they're going to be a thing on SmackDown. So we have the Bray Wyatt segment. Bray Wyatt was out to, quote, make amends. And I thought this was simple, yet very effective. The whole thing with him and LA Knight. Bray Wyatt thought about all the bad things that he's done in the past. He also thought fear meant respect. That if he was LA Knight, 
He knows what he would do. Wyatt feels terrible for hitting Knight last week and just wants to apologize. Knight would interrupt, and he entered into the ring. It took his time, but he finally entered into the ring. He thinks that he gained Wyatt's respect because he's not scared of him. Suddenly he goes, as far as your apology, and he slaps Bray. Knight then jumps upon the apron. Knight then says, I accept your apology, and then we're even. Fans booed when he slapped Bray, though. Like, I got a ton of heat. Wyatt, though, was upset, but did let it go. He agreed that, yes, we are even now. Wyatt tried to shake Knight's hand, but Knight slapped him yet again. This infuriated Bray Wyatt, and he stared at Knight as he walked off. White symbol that flashed on the screen in the background. So, this leads to what happened later? Maybe. The recap, Shane and Baszler attacking Shotzi last week when the Usos meet up with Karrion Cross and Scarlet in the back, basically saying, yeah, you don't be their fifth man. I know you want to go out for Roman, but don't be their fifth man. Jay and Jimmy want to know if Cross is the fifth man. Cross says that he isn't the partner, but he will be coming after Roman in those titles. Bray Wyatt was then backstage arguing with himself. We then had Shotzi against Shayna Baszler. water here really fast. So Shayna is challenging at Survivor Series for the SmackDown Women's Championship and it's like does anybody really think that or Shotzi's challenging not Shayna that Shotzi can actually beat Ronda like that they're actually going to let Shotzi take the title off of Ronda no they don't but in this match, Shotzi did have the early advantage until Baszler took off her uh, took her head off basically with a kick. She slowed the pace down, but Shotzi broke free. Shotzi rocked Baszler with a flurry of offense. R Rousey then pulled out Baszler to save her. Baszler took advantage of Shotzi arguing with Rousey. He destroyed Shotzi and hit her with a German suplex. Also, the match went about five minutes. After Baszler high-fived Rousey, Shotzi recovered and ran wild. Rousey caused another distraction, allowing Baszler to take over. Raquel Rodriguez had seen enough and walked out to ringside to back up Shotzi. Baszler went to stomp on Shotzi's elbow, but there was a distraction from Rodriguez. Shotzi then took the advantage, rolled up Baszler, and pinned her one, two, three. So there we go. Shotzi beats Shayna. And I mean, it's a long time coming that Shayna and Ronda are actually a thing in WWE. Like, why did it take so long? Why did this take so long to become a thing? I don't know. In the back, Megan Morant spoke with LA Knight as she was leaving. She was all kinds of in a, a fluster. She wondered if he was leaving because he was scared. Knight denied being afraid. Knight slightly opened the door, but kept talking to Morant. Presumably, Wyatt was standing on the other side in a terrifying mask or something. Come back from the break, and LA Knight had been knocked unconscious and buried under a bunch of stage equipment and tables and chairs and so forth. So, we don't know exactly who did it. Maybe it's Bray. Maybe it's Uncle Howdy. Maybe Bray is Uncle Howdy. I don't know. We then had the New Day and their partner up against Imperium, and that partner was none other than Braun. Yep. Braun Strowman. So, 
Uh, before the match, the New Day brawl with Kaiser and Vinci. Kingston went for a trust fall dive, but Imperium caught him and dumped him on the apron. Woods then went for a suicide dive, but Gunter took him out with a chop. Gunter and Strowman then squared off. Gunter didn't want anything to do with Braun Strowman. And they did state that Gunter may be able to run right now, but if Braun wins the World Cup, there's nowhere to run if Braun challenges him for the Intercontinental Championship. And Gunter jumped out of the ring and went to... And went... Gunter jumped out of the ring when the bell rang. Um, the second the bell rang, the commercial actually cut, though. Back from a break, and this match went about seven and a half minutes. Back from a break, the heels were firmly in control as they isolated Woods. Strowman got the hot tag and cleared the ring. After absorbing a chop, Strowman chased Gunter around ringside. Gunter rocked Sheamus, or Strowman, I don't know why I said Sheamus, Strowman with a chop and quickly tagged out. Kingston tagged in and wiped out the heels with a crossbody. The New Day then hit the midnight hour and picked up the victory. Gunter, though, again, kept avoiding Strowman. So are they trying to tell us that Strowman's winning without actually saying Strowman's winning? I don't know. But Strowman versus Gunter can't be that bad. I think it'd be a pretty good match. Is Braun taller than Gunter? That's a good question. Give me two seconds and I can tell you. Um, Let's take a look and see if there's any photos from the show... That's got the two of them together. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Um, let's find. Where's that match at? Come on. Oh, did it just? Nope. It didn't. Oh, nope. I think it's freezing. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Is there any pictures? We can kind of see Gunter and Braun standing near each other at least, or next to each other, or um ah, see this one I can't tell the perspective is off. It looks like Braun's a little taller, but I'm not hundred percent sure. Let's see. Um let's see what the internet has them listed as. I would assume Braun is taller. Braun is six eight. Gunther is 6'4". So Braun is seemingly four inches taller. So in the back, Caleb Braxton interviewed Braun Strowman. He promised to win the World Cup when Ricochet approached. He mocked Strowman and referenced Strowman's Flippy Floppers comment on Twitter. I was like, oh, they did it. Michael Cole also alluded to Strowman's comments and assumed that they play a role in this feud. I like it. I do like that they're actually making it a thing. So speaking of the World Cup, we had another first round match. It was our main event of the night. It was Butch against Sami Zayn. Zayn and Butch had a hot seven minute match. Like This match went almost eight minutes and it was good from start to finish. They picked up a lot in the short in the short time they were given, but it didn't actually feel rushed either. Like they felt like they did a lot, but it didn't seem rushed. Cincinnati says it looked like on television they're the same height. Well, yeah, because on TV you can play with angles to make people look the same height or bigger than they are. So Butch scored an early near fall, and Zane quickly took over. After a brief argument between the bloodline and the brutes, Butch hit a middle turnbuckle tornado DDT. 
Butch jumped on the top uh, to the top rope, but Zayn pushed him off, crashing him into the barricade. Butch rocked Zayn with the forearm back from the break. Jay caused a distraction, allowing Zayn to score a near fall. The Usos interfered again, and Zayn hit a blue thunder bomb for a very close two. A brawl broke out at ringside. Butch wiped out the Usos with a moonsault. Zayn recovered and set it for a Huluva kick, but Sheamus and Jay fought in the ring. Butch took advantage of this distraction and hit the bitter end on Sammy to pick up the victory. After the match, though, the brawl continued when Roman Reigns' music would hit. And we waited. And we waited. And then finally, Roman came out to a huge ovation. And this was after Solo Sokoa had jumped in the ring and gave his spinning solo to Butch. Reigns took out Holland on the ramp with a Superman punch. He then came after McIntyre with a spear. Sheamus and, uh, Sheamus and Reigns would square off. With Zayn's help, Reigns took out Sheamus. He set up for a spear when the music of Kevin Owens would hit. Kevin Owens would make his way out to the ring to a major pop. Owens and Reigns squared off in the middle of the ring. Owens got the better of this when Reigns went for a spear, and Owens stunned him. Roman then slipped out of the ring as the baby faces all stood tall, and the heels stood over a downed Roman, Reign on the, Roman Reigns on the ramp. They showed both teams. Basically said, that is war games. So it is official. Roman Reigns, Sami Zayn, Solo Sokoa and the Usos, with five against Sheamus, Butch, Ridge Holland, Drew McIntyre, and Kevin Owens. It's five on five. And Michael Cole kept screaming on commentary. Oh my God, Owens has War Games experience. Owens has the War Games experience. Owens has a lot of War Games. Owens has been in one War Games match. I think Butch has more War Games experience than anybody in this match because he's been in at least two that I can think of. Butch has been in two War Games matches. I can double check that, but I'm 99% sure. I know, I know for sure he's been in at least two because he was in one when he teamed with, I think his, he had teamed with Ricochet and the Viking Raiders. And then the other one, he was on Team McAfee. So it was, let's see. Um, no, I want the War Games match, not the War Games. I want a list of all the War Games matches. All right, here we go. So. Undisputed Era, Authors of Pain. Sanity. He wasn't in the first one. He was in the second one, though. Where he teamed with Ricochet and the War Raiders at the time. They were called the War Raiders at the time. Against the Undisputed Era. Um, then we had another War Games match. Which he was not in. He was not in War Games 3. But he was in War Games 4. When he teamed with Pat McAfee, Danny Burch, and Oni Lorcan against the Undisputed Era. Oh, he's been in four War Games. No. Three War Games matches. So he was in the one, 2018, 2020, and he was in last year as part of Team Black and Gold when he teamed with Ciampa, Gargano, and LA Knight. Against Team 2.0, Ron Baker, Carmelo Hayes, Grayson Waller, and Tony D'Angelo. So there's your most experienced guy right there in Butch, P. Dunn. He's been in three War Games matches. They're screaming about Owens having the experience. Butch has got way more experience. Like, way more experience. Next week, we have some matches announced. Ricochet will take on Braun Strowman. And Santos Escobar will go one-on-one with Butch in the World Cup. 
We also do know that Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler will be taking on Raquel Rodriguez and Shotzi. Also, Drew McIntyre and Sheamus will be taking on The Usos. The winner of that match will gain their team the man advantage at War Games. Speaking of man advantage at War Games, the match is also announced for Monday Night Raw. It is Asuka against Rhea Ripley. The winner gets the man advantage for the Women's War Games match. So, there we go. Uh, Hot Rod Bubba says, I thought you and Luke picked Sami Zayn to win. Hey, you could be wrong. I think I did pick Sami Zayn to win it all. I said Sami Zayn or Braun Strowman, I believe is what I said. But we could be wrong. You can't be right all the time. So with that, it's everything that went down tonight on Friday Night Smackdown. A very solid episode of Friday Night Smackdown. And now I want to know what you guys thought of the show. I want to know what you guys thought of tonight's SmackDown. And to do so, remember you can text in to 510-906-1341. Again, that number is 510-906-1341. Before we get into that, we got to check the polls. As far as the... Let's see. As far as the... Twitter poll, no, Twitch poll. As far as the Twitch poll does go, 100% like tonight's SmackDown. As far as the Twitter poll, 73%, no, 74.3% liked the show. 20% thought it was just all right, and 5.7% didn't like SmackDown. And finally, the YouTube poll. Why did I post that twice? That's weird. As far as the YouTube poll does go. Eighty-three percent liked SmackDown. Twelve percent thought it was just all right, and five percent did not like it. As far as some of the comments do go, this person said, Here's a better question, Tim. What did you think of Chris Jericho and his surprise reveal on the mask singer? Well, I didn't watch it because I don't watch the mask singer. I saw the video clip of him singing under the mask. But I don't watch The Masked Singer. I watched the first season, and then when the second season started, and I go, oh, it's just more of the same crap. I said, this is just more of the same kind of boring stuff. Because like, I like the first season, but you can only do so much before it gets boring, at least for me, and it didn't. I never watched anything past season two, episode one. Um, this person says, what are happened to reviews of Rampage? Rampage is a shit show, and I don't review it. Straight up. Nothing good happens on Rampage, so I don't review it. Uh, this person says, I really hope Charlotte returns soon. Or says, tonight have been a great night on SmackDown on Fox. Uh, this person says, Gunter running was not good. No, Gunter running was good. Because it shows that Gunter may be afraid of old Braun Strowman. As far as text messages do go, person says... Okay, so I got a lot of texts. A lot of texts before the show asking about Kevin Owens. Well, if you would have watched the wrestling wrap-up this morning, you would have known that it's being, it was reported that Kevin Owens was good enough for war games, and they were hopeful that he'd be not not cleared. And we know Owens is good enough for war games. Uh, this person here says, Do you think Triple H should bring back Jessamine Duke and Ra for Ronda's team? Also, do you think Owens should have shown up at war games to make the Adam Cole surprise face mean? No. I think having all teams flushed out beforehand is the right move. I like knowing it all. 
Versus. Think Punk. What? I think Tony may have Punk cut a promo at full gear, even though he can't work as a surprise. Do you guys think that as well? Fuck no. No. They want nothing to do with CM Punk anymore. You think CM Punk is going to show up at the pay-per-view? Fuck. N no. CM Punk is not repeat and all all eat all eat fucking horse crap on stream if this happens. CM Punk is not cutting a promo on full gear tomorrow. Where's sent that in twice? Where's sent that in twice? Also, do you think Sasha appears a full gear? Have you ever heard of a contract? Sasha Banks is under contract to WWE. She ain't going to no fucking full gear tomorrow. God, some people can be dumb. No offense, but some people can be dumb. You ever heard of a contract? Where you're contractually obligated to one company where you can't go work for the other company? Sasha didn't get no goddamn release that we know of. Jesus. Some people are just straight up not thinking. But with that, guys, remember, we'll be live again tomorrow night for AEW Full Gear. Should be a really good show. I think we have 11 matches so far announced. 12 maybe with the buy-in match. We can double-check that really fast. AEW Gear. Remember, the finals of the tournament, the eliminator tournament, are not taking place tomorrow. They'll be taking place next week because everything got shuffled around with Ricky Starks not being cleared, but there are so far 13 matches. Oh, wait, okay. Some new things got announced tonight on Rampage. We already know that on the pre-show, it's Bill, uh, Ricky Starks and Brian Cage, but it was also announced Eddie Kingston one-on-one -on -one with Jun Akiyama on the pre-show tomorrow and 10-man tag on the pre-show. It's best friends, Orange Cassidy, Trent Beretta, Chuck Taylor, Rocky Romero, and Dan Housen against the Factory, QT Marshall, Aaron Solo, Lee Johnson, Nick Camarado, and Cole Carter. So there will be three matches on the pre-show tomorrow, plus the 10 matches on the main card, totaling 13 matches in total. Ah! It'll be a long-ass show. So with that, guys, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PW Unlimited if you're watching live or YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited or podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more if you're watching or listening later. Have a good one. We'll see you tomorrow for AEW Full Gear. Have a good night, guys.